<laughs> Hi everybody. That's how I laugh. I laugh like a like an old man. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, it's me, Katie Source. Oh yes. Hi, hello, it's me, Hey Good. Uh, welcome back to Infinite, Infinite Quest. Quest. Nailed it. Nailed it. Crushed it. No changes. No notes. Uh, so hey, so here's the thing. Here's what happened. Uh, we didn't post an episode yesterday. Because we we didn't. Don't fucking worry about it. I wasn't Stop depressed. Stop worrying about you it. You were. You were depressed. Your f- f- mom was depressed. I don't know. I hope your mom was depressed because that sucks. She uh, could have been. She could have been. I don't know. This is very real. Uh, but then uh, and then we're gonna do a live show tomorrow at MomoCon in Atlanta. But but it turns out it was it it's gonna out, be a D and D show. It was supposed to be a D and D show. But mm. also it turns out that Chris is not available. So what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know. We're also, gonna, we're going to see what happens. That's true. Also, it as it turns out, did you know that there are more atoms in a drop of water than there are drops of water in the all the oceans on Earth? That seems not real. It's true. That it sounds also, like something that your like fourth grade science teacher would would say to you to like get you like to think that like science is cool, kids. No, I sh- I, sh- I I don't know. I saw it on a meme. That's, it was a nice meme. It had a backdrop that was like the sun. It had a picture of Carl Sagan was on it, it. Was it? Well, if it had Carl Sagan on it, that's how you know it's true. Yeah. Carl was it's spelled with a K, right? Yes. Carl. Carl S-S-A-I-G-O-N. That's the real Carl's. Yeah. Carl Sagan. <laughs> Carl what Sagan. Fuck was that a helicopter Carl. comes down and gives you science facts. <laughs> Carl Sagan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the dumbest thing ever. Well, everybody. Uh, I thought this you were going to put a K in, in Sagan. I thought you were going to say... S A G K A N. Oh, that would have been funny. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, been funny too. It's okay. I'll, I'll retake. I got retake. to make a Miss Saigon joke, so it's fine. You did get to make a Miss Saigon joke. Deeply good. flawed, problematic Broadway play, Miss Saigon. Is that what it's called? Is that yes. is that how they advertise it now? Uh, I I don't know. Miss Saigon is after the colon. It's yeah. Deeply problematic it's, play. I mean, colon, Miss Saigon. We don't have time to get into it, but it's fine. <laughs> good, good to know it's fine. At least it's fine. Good to know. Um, well, this episode, everybody, we want to talk about habits because I got a lot to say about it. And uh, my habits affect every single day of my life, both good and bad. And also habits, much like, much like, in, it, how do, in ADHD, there are certain words, I think, that send a chill down our spines. And things like um, organized makes me go, oh God, I don't like it. I like being organized. Speak for yourself. Things like, well, yeah, you did. And you're in all ways, you're very organized. What about like things like a routine? Fuck you. See, right? See, (laughs) a lot of emotions surrounding the word. Another word for me is habits. Habits. That my, my, my whole spinal cord just vibrated at 3000 Hertz. (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere a whale was like, what? Because it's low. Wouldn't a whale have been like, <laughs> that's what a whale would have said that's what a whale would have not like. have been like what been like, a whale would have been like what? i swallow people in literature <laughs> a lot of people get swallowed by whales in literature Damn it. what emotions come up to you for you when the when you hear the word habit katie uh i don't know if like emotions come up for me um but like 
other words come up for me, what other which are kind of like emotions, but different. <laughs> but they have letters in them. It's true. I have to move my microphone cord because this is bothering me. Okay, but I'm scared fine. I'm going to unplug it. So I'm going to. No, it's fine. You're doing great. I'm going to put this coffee mug. Thank you for that. that You're was, welcome. Really appreciate that. You're great. You're great. <laughs> It's the real. <laughs> Sorry. Just keep answering those emails. <laughs> it was. Uh, <gasps> hey, you're great at answering. That wasn't meant to be belittling. I'm just saying. That's that was so-, so mean. I quit. I'm under- I got to stop touching stuff. There's so much stuff to touch on the desk. It's fine. Anyway, uh, habits. Uh, uh, um, it's weird. It's either. This is going to sound really silly. It is either. Habits are either in exercise an absolute futility or column b the easiest thing in the entire world and there's no that for me there's no middle ground how do you figure is because i can either decide immediately to start a new habit and then stick with it for forever or not so how quickly does it, does it take you to form a habit because that like, sounds like you're saying like i'm gonna set this habit and then it just happens yeah which would be that's fucking sweet that's that's how, is that what happens yeah what are so what are some examples of the times when that's happened like good or bad. i decided to start i decided to run a marathon you decided to run a marathon? I've never told you this story. No. What? Yeah, dog. Uh, I got really into running for like a summer. And because my friend uh, Sarah, who was great, uh, was really into running like uh, my friend Sarah and my friend Allie Babich, who I hope is listening to this podcast. Hello, if you are, Allie Babich. I miss Hi, your Allie face. Babich. What happened to the recording? It's... Why does it look so funny? It's because I'm I'm doing a thing. I'm, oh, you're I'm, doing a thing. I found a silent way to mute one of each of our mics oh, when cool. we're not talking. That's cool. Hopefully I got group. scared. I thought I broke it when I moved my cable. No. Anyway, so Ali Babish and my friend Sarah, Sarah Dale, uh, they were uh, they were really into running, and then they were like, "Come run with us," and I was like, "No, that's no, absolutely not." But then I was like, "Okay, I guess my friends are going running, and if I want to hang out with my friends, I gotta go running." And so I just like ran every day for like almost a year and then what happened katie oh and then i didn't do it one day so i never did it again oh would you say it was easier to form the habit or break the habit break Break. well because that's the thing is because like if i decide like if i decide i'm going to like and i realize this is an insufferable way of looking at it but here we are but like if i decide like i'm just gonna like put my pills down in that place every single day i will do it every single day it becomes immediately a habit because my brain just goes okay that's what we're doing now but like the minute that i don't do that for whatever reason whether because it's not like i'm gonna forget right but it's like if i well like my antidepressants they've been missing for like a week because i put them in a new spot because when we were traveling i got a new backpack did you find them katie i did find them eventually i found them but like it's been a rough week. Uh, but like that's the thing is I got I like was like, OK, I will always put my pills in this one spot in my backpack. So I know that I have them, whatever. But then I bought a new backpack. And so so it changed. It changed. Oh. And I didn't think about it. And in my mind, I didn't go, ha ha, new habit. I just went, oh, I'll just throw them in there. And that, Eric, was a mistake. Huh. So it, it, it sounds because hmm. for me, of setting establishing good. Wait, I want to be clear. Good habits, yeah. bad habits. I do not have to try to establish bad habits. Right. They just happen. Right. But good habits. My the reason they're hard for me is, is generally because I, in that like initial habit forming period, for those of us who aren't apparently fucking superheroes who can just <laughs> decide to make a habit and it happens. That's. I mean, that's fascinating. I, I, I mean, think, I'm not talking shit. That's awesome. But I think I think though the problem is that is it's like it's fundamentally it's not actually healthy. Because I'm not what I'm not doing is I'm I'm not actually forming a habit. I think it looks like a habit, 
But what I'm actually doing is I'm consciously using that energy every single day to be like, okay, instead of just having it be a habit. Because the whole point of habits is that you don't have to think about it. But I have to think about it every single day. Well, I... I I don't f- follow well because I think the whole thing like well I think I this is how I learned that I don't actually know what a habit is. Because <laughs> well, I mean, what you're describing is 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 an easily formed habit, I suppose. I sure. think. I mean, I think I might be hearing you wrong. Please I also have an incredibly d- addictive personality. Fair. So well, that's another thing. When I was in um in the old program arena, um, that was one of the things that they said to like focus on is like if you're an addict or an alcoholic, you are a creature of habit. Like you are real good at for- forming habits right like you were really good at it you know i won't get into the detail but you know like yeah. you always know how many whatevers you have in the fridge like you you're very good at forming habits and keeping inventory and organization right in those realms yeah which is a bad because that's where they're being applied but it's good because it means you are good at forming habits yeah and so i guess wh- where i was going with that is the power of habits is very strong but if unmonitored can go like awry very easily and then it sounds like at least with those habits whatever weird mental gymnastics you're doing to convince yourself (laughs) that you're not an amazing person (laughs) it still sounds like you're forming those habits pretty well uh, the thing i think i i I didn't finish this thought um but i didn't mean to interrupt but that's okay just because i'm I'm cliffhanging here um the, the trouble with me is i'll always i will forget about the habit during that essential beginning period where like my old therapist used to say you have to do it manually like if you decide on a new habit that first, you know, 20 times you do it, you have to do it manually until eventually it just becomes automatic. And that's where I always fuck up. I just literally forget that I set those intentions for that habit where it sounds like you put enough, put so much mental weight behind the decision of making the habit that it allows you to start doing it automatically very quickly, but doesn't give you the benefit of doing it thoughtlessly. (laughs) Yeah, because you have think, to keep thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like a good way because like eventually. Well, it's like, OK, this is a really silly example and I'm not like actually mad at you, but it's the worst that I have. I'm excited. But it's like it's one of the reasons why I got so mad about going on walks, because like for me, that was like already a habit. It was like, OK, we did it like two days in a row. Like we're going to like oh, yeah. we're going to stream and then we're going to take a walk. And then you like immediately didn't do it again. And so like day three, I was like, let's do it. Let's go for walking. You're like, nah. And I was like, but our habit. It's gone oh, now. I'm sorry. You broke it. Well, see, because that's weird for me. Because for me, that was like, that's it. It's yeah. Done. It's like we did it twice. It's a habit. That makes sense. Well, I guess for me, in that particular example, the reason I, I think I was hesitant to go is because if I think of something that I need to do and like my executive function is being kind to me and it's like, oh, my gosh, I need to do that thing and I'm in a position to do it and I have the spoons to do it and holy shit, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, that's so precious to me. It's why, like, when we were downstairs and I was like, you want to record a podcast? And you were like, yeah, but we're going on tour. We should probably spend like 10 minutes tidying the kitchen. And I was like, yes, we should. But after podcast, because yeah. my brain was like, right now, let's do it. Let's go. You know, <laughs> then you came upstairs and spilled coffee everywhere. I did spill coffee everywhere. Yes, I <laughs> it was <did>. OK. <laughs> Thanks for sending us coffee in our streams. Sometimes they get spilled. Sometimes we spill the <laughs> coffee everywhere. Actually, but, I would say like nine, nine times out of ten. At I least think, some coffee is spilled. Yeah, I think 80 percent of this desk, which is a reasonably new desktop, like three months. I think 80 percent of it has been covered in coffee at some point. Yeah. Easy. I think that's easy. easy. Easily. It's like back half now. I want to like do like a little Dexter like spritz on it. Oh, you yeah. Know, with and like see the, with, the, with the light the glowy stuff. But I think for habits for me, I think for me, it's it's very hard to get my brain to do something that it's not already 
have having momentum doing like yeah. if my brain is like oh we need to build a, ro- a, a robot puppet out of cardboard or whatever if that's the direction my brain is heading in it's very hard for me to like grab it and steer it in another direction and part of me doesn't want to because it's very rare that i feel focused and engaged with something and i find in my history with like with good again good ha- like intentionally set good habits is they very often interrupt that flow of whatever it is that i'm doing yeah and so I think with like the walking thing is it's like good habit. Yes, let's go for a walk. That's great. But also 10 to 15 percent of the time I'm going to be like doing something that I really need to do. And like, uh. and so I think there's like a balance that needs to be struck there of like accommodating that, but also being like, Eric, just write down what you were doing. Yeah. Go for the walk, well- smell the, the leaves. <laughs> come back that's fair i mean my thing is i think for me a lot of habits come down to scheduling Hmm. like because stage manager gonna stage manage and so i think that for me habits are directly conflated in my head with scheduling and they're different it's a different thing but in my head like the the habit winds up being a schedule like they're they're sort of like interchangeable for me where like well, OK, so like the, the joke of this episode, when we first started talking about this episode, we were going to talk about plants. Right. Because I had gone because I was sad and I bought yeah. maybe too many plants. No um, such thing. There's no such thing as too many plants. Until your but... house looks like the second act of Jumanji. There's... <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> but um, but so for those of you who don't know, I have a lot of plants because I really like plants. And whenever I'm sad, I buy a plant. And so now I have accrued quite a few plants. Um. But one of the plants I've had for almost three years now, and he's gotten real big. He's a big, big boy, and he's the best, and I love him so much, but he's a big, big boy. And so he didn't fit in our bathroom and anymore because he was he was by the tub. And so I I moved the plant, and like my entire life has shifted in such a dramatic and oh. I just Aww. grabbed. I just grabbed a desk, a plant we bought from my desk that I haven't watered since we got it. But I'm watering it now. That's why I'm doing it. He's so dead. You gotta put. You gotta put it in the bowl. Okay. Okay. Hey so, everybody, if you have a plant you need to water, do it now. Do it. We can water mine too. Mine's, mine's not looking so hot. We're gonna today. be together. It's fine. So your plant. Uh, so my plant. Nice. Here you go. That's, that's not so bad. Um, but so it's like, wait, no, don't. I gotta put stuff underneath it. Um, I'm good at this. My plant, but okay. So moving my plant has become this like whole thing. Where I realized how just like schedule heavy my ability to like keep plants alive is. I'm great at keeping plants alive. I am. I'm aware I also made a bunch of paper towel noise. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, but so like, but I'm I'm great at keeping plants alive because oh man, that was too much water. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Why did I decide to do that on the podcast? I knew this was going to happen. Um, but but for me, like, I, you know, I go into the bathroom and I get ready to clean up for the night and go to bed. And then while I'm doing that, I water the plants. So that's how I've been keeping my bathroom plants alive, you know? Mm. And so all of them are on this, like, little schedule. And so it's, like, habits and schedules, I guess, what I'm trying to say, are kind of the same thing to me. I'm going to hide in this plant. There's a plant directly between us. It is. No, I hear you. I mean, there's a, I, I, I mean, our, our, our schedules, but not intent, uh, intentions for habit forming. Are they not future habits? I suppose, you know, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm just going to keep trimming this plant now. You put the, you, you did this. I did do this. This That was was my fault. Worst podcast ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
he's so unhealthy. I'm so sorry, my friend. Well, another thing I, I think for me, a big part of habits is I, I need things to be at least a little bit, um, uh, what's the word? Adaptable, malleable, uh, variable, flexible? flexible. Yeah. Like, because sometimes like I'll get into like a flow state of like building a Twitch graphic or something like that. Which you're great at, by the way. Thank you very much. And I like, you know, I don't want to interrupt that momentum to do this habit that I formed for myself. I mean, it's, 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 it's a classic case of executive dysfunction for me where like when I set, when I decide on the habit, like, all right, I'm going to, um, every, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, I mean like little things like, uh, I'm going to wash the dishes that I put in the sink as soon as I put them there, like getting into that habit. There are periods of my life when I have been in that habit and it's fucking great, but inevitably there'll, there'll be a time when like I'm doing something and I'm so hyper-focused on it that, like I need to clear my desk in order to build the coffee stirrer model that I like am intending to make. So I'll grab the dishes and I'll run to the sink. And it's like, fuck, if I stay here for long enough to wash these dishes, I'm going to lose momentum on this like project that I'm yeah. excited on doing, which is like the spice of life for me. Like that's my favorite thing. It's one of my raisons d'etre. Um, <laughs> Flawless. Can you tell I didn't go to college and I'm insecure about it? Flawless. <laughs> um, and so that's when the habits always start to break down is when I start violating them for the sake of something else because something else takes a higher priority. It's the same thing of if like... I've gotten water all over this desk, Eric. It's okay. It's helping clean up the coffee. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have failed this day. Top tier podcasting. Top tier. Listen as I spill water into my microphone. Well, I also think something... To to, to switch gears just a little bitty bit. Um, Another thing I I find interesting about habits is part of my like anxiety when I hear the word habits... Um, is because I always assume that mine are shitty and wrong. And in order to form good habits, I have to like destroy all the shitty Why habits. Why do you think that? Who told you that lie? I don't know. It's, it's. Did your brain my tell brain you that did, lie? I suppose. Yeah, my brain told me that lie. And I think the fact of the matter is that a lot of the habits that we think of as being so bad that we'd like to replace with better habits don't need to be completely scrapped. They need to be tweaked. Like, for example, like, um, You've seen my room, Katie Bobadi. Like, I have seen to your the room. left of my door is where all my clothes pile up. Yes. You know, because that's where I stand when I take off my clothes at the end of the day. Um, and it's like, part of me was like, oh, I need to have a system where I have my th- fucking laundry hamper over there and tucked in the closet. And then I'm going to pull it out when I think so it's not taking up any space. I had like this whole developed thing of like the perfect system where it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Rather than considering this whole thing foobar and having to, <laughs> having to, to, to remake it. What if I just thought about where I am now and how proximal where I am now is to a functional system? So it's like, oh, I'll place a laundry hamper at the place where the where the where the clothes pile piles up, and there you go. Shitty habit, pile of clothes in the corner. Well, that's not necessarily a shitty habit, but for me, it wasn't working. Um, all of a sudden, good habit. A shitty habit turned into good habit in one quick, easy payment of nineteen ninety five. Right. It was, Is that how much you paid for your hamper? Probably. You paid too It was much. from Target, yeah. That's fine. The Target hampers are weirdly expensive. They are. And trash cans. Why do trash cans cost so much? Eric? I know, right? I, I, was, I was shocked. I was shocked. I, we should, I just cardboard box would do just as fine. Yeah. You know? I don't get it. Just have a cardboard box. Throw the cardboard box away. Just throw the little trash can away. Now you have a new trash can. <laughs> it's a perfect <laughs> there system. You go. It's a perfect system. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think you're right. Like I like I know I do the same exact thing. Like all the time. All the time I do the same exact thing. I have I have a constant like, oh, I could improve this system or I could like do this thing better or whatever. 
Um, but sometimes it doesn't have to be a complete like rebuilding from from scratch. It can just be like, oh, I put my clothes on the floor there. So I'll put a hamper on that spot. And now my clothes are just a little easier to manage. Or like one that genuinely, genuinely rocked my shit, like hilariously rocked my shit is domestic blisters. Maybe yes. which if you're not following TikTok or domestic blisters, what are you doing with your life? Um, but she made a video the other day about how she handles laundry. And her whole thing was she was like, I used to do laundry when I needed laundry and then I would fuck myself over because I could go for a couple of weeks without doing laundry and then I would have to do like 20 loads of laundry in one day. So instead of doing that, I just do laundry on Mondays. And I was like, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard a human being say. Oh, but, yeah. it, but and it was like and it was so simple and it was so easy. But it's like one of those things where like I do this for my job. And not once had I ever thought, well, maybe I should just do it at the same time every week. So then that way there's like an ongoing habit of like the laundry getting done. And I was like, that's so smart. That is really smart. But somebody just had to like point it out to me, which is why I like I always feel silly like when we make this podcast, because I'm like, we're not saying anything that anybody hasn't thought of, except that like do your laundry on the same day every week was like life changing information for me. And so I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to say all the things that come out of my head now, because maybe <laughs> somebody needs to hear do your laundry every week. Well, I at think the it, same time. I mean, I think such you made a TikTok uh, like a week ago. Um about how like nobody's born knowing how to clean a kitchen or knowing how to do dishes just like nobody's born knowing how to do heart surgery like we're just not born with that knowledge now to a lot of people seemingly <laughs> i've only ever been one person but to a lot of people seemingly those things come intuitively like how do i handle laundry i'll do laundry at the same time every week so that way it won't pile up like to, to a lot of people that that seemingly comes very obviously very yeah. immediately and that's fucking great to a lot of us it does not yeah. <laughs> like realizations like that blow our fucking minds. It's like, holy shit, I should put a hamper. I think this was also domestic blisters. Um, I should put a hamper where the clothes pile up, not where I think the hamper should be. It's like, that's fucking mind blowing to me. <laughs> Another one, like, well, I'm, I'm going to TikTok about this. I'm mentioning TikToks having been made a lot in this, in this year episode. Um, but where I normally throw my coat, like when I get home and I take my coat off, I normally just sort of like, <laughs> To the left of my door, just throw it there. Right. It's like, we'll put a hook there. And now it's like just the tiniest little tweak to a habit that I thought was like totally fucked. And I need to get a coat rack and oh, I should build a coat rack. I wonder if I can turn that tree into a coat rack. The whole ADHD <laughs> spin out. Just a one little tweak of like, oh, and then I'll, I'll put a coat there. And I just think that's worth acknowledging. Not Some things are very obvious to some people and some things are not very obvious to other people. And that's just fucking fine. And that's what I think it's really important to to like when a, when a little tweak ends up making a profound distant difference in somebody's life, like it's not stupid, you know, it's yeah. not, I don't feel stupid for not thinking, Oh, I should do laundry at the same time. Every week. In fact, I probably have thought of that and then immediately forgot, it, you know, yeah. and that's just what it is. Well, and okay. So then here's my question. Do you find, do you, do you spend a lot of time like finding like hacks for habits? Um, Cause that's one of the things that I'm really guilty of. Yeah. I think I do it to a fault. Like, I just bought a plant watering system, Whoa. like an automatic Whoa. plant watering system. How does it work? Do you hose it around your whole house or something? Well, it's like for like an air. I actually bought two of them because I was like, I'm going to test to see which one is more efficient. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's like literally it's just like a little pump thing. And you put like a bucket of water and then it just like 
sucks the water out of the bucket and like puts it in your plant you put like little tubes to all your plants oh, cool. i was like that's cool you know that's rad but i was like why did i buy this i'm already in the habit of watering my plants i already have a schedule of watering my plants why did i spend 80 dollars to to like try and like fix this habit that is perfectly fine but it's because in my head i don't think of it as a habit i think of it as a schedule mm. and so like and a lot oh, this is okay here's some childhood trauma for you here you go so when i was a kid my mom hated that i bit my nails now as everybody who listens to this podcast knows biting your nails is a bfrb body focused repetitive behavior that a lot of people with adhd deal with i'm a terrible nail nail biter i always have been i feel like i probably are always will be but when I was like 11, my mom was like, like my mom hated it. My mom could not stand it. Very unladylike. And so uh, she said that if I stopped biting my nails for like six months, I could get my ears pierced. And I really wanted to get my ears pierced. I was like, great. So I did. I stopped biting my nails for six months because I just was like, I wanted to get my ears pierced. And so I was like, fine. And then the day that I got my ears pierced, I was like, right the fuck back to biting my nails. But I remember very specifically, and again, it was about like schedule. It was like in my head, it was very much like biting my nails as part of like my day. You know, it was just like a thing that I do while I'm bored or whatever. So I was like, okay, remove that option from the schedule. Therefore, I'm not going to bite my nails, right? Is this how I find out that I'm just like a madman? I feel like you're looking at me like I'm <laughs> no, a madman. Not at all. No, but, no, no, no. But so like the, I got my ears pierced and I remember very specifically, it was Valentine's Day. I went to go get my ears pierced. And I immediately started biting my nails. And my mom was like, oh, I like, and my mom got so mad. My mom got so mad. She's furious. And she basically was like, you can never, you, you can never like keep a habit. Like it, it's impossible for you. Like, I don't know why this is, but like you can't she ever. She was claiming this about you. Yes. She was like, she basically said like, it is impossible mm -hmm. for me to keep in a habit. And that was like the worst thing in the world or whatever. And so. I remember as a kid just like believing that like that must have been true because like why else would she have said it? Well, she said it because she didn't understand that I was neurodivergent. She had no idea how to deal with a neurodivergent child. But like that was the thing was like I just got told over and over and over that it's impossible for me to keep my room clean. It's impossible mm. for me to stick to good habits. It's impossible for me to do this thing or the other thing and the other thing because I wasn't doing it in a way that like my mom liked. And so like that is just what I learned. So I learned to not think about habits as habits. I think about them as a schedule because I can keep a schedule. I can be on time. I can I can I can run my life off of the, you know, Excel spreadsheet. But habits I can't do. Now as an adult, I know that's not true, but I've spent my whole life thinking about habits and stuff like that in that way of of more of like a scheduled thing because of that experience of my mom just telling me over and over and over that like I would never be able to like keep a habit of anything. Trauma. Oh hey, you made it to the middle of the episode. Look at that. Good Welcome job. to so the proud of you. Have you a rest. Some, some of this water. Got a little fire going. A little sit on down, take your boots off. Yeah, Katie, we should probably take care of that fire in the office. But it smells like smoke. It's so nice. It's like leaves in autumn. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Uh, if you, in case you didn't know, we are going to be at MomoCon this weekend doing some panels, doing some D&D &D stuff. It's going to be a great time. Be so come on down to MomoCon in Atlanta if you want to see us. We might be doing 
We'll probably be doing a little less like hangout after panels, handshakey stuff because uh, we want to be really careful about coronavirus as stuff is like on the rise. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and actually, that's a great time to let people know that uh, we are in the process of planning our 2022 tour. But as things continue to change and whatever, we may be canceling some dates. We may be moving some dates, but our priority is keeping you safe, keeping everybody safe. And so we may have to make some tough decisions moving forward, but we promise that we will keep you updated and you can always find our latest tour information at infinitequestpodcast.com. That's right. And it's a good looking podcast website. Thank it's you, pretty sweets. okay. I did a pretty good job. Thanks. Without further ado, we're going to go put out a fire and uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay, bye. Eric, you know, if you watered your plants, they wouldn't be on fire. <sighs> Well, it sounds like a lot of that is based on a, a lot of that story and a lot of your understandings of schedules versus habits. It's like linguistic distinction to sort of trick yourself because you, yeah. you are good at schedules and you know it. Yes. Because you just I'm exceptionally are. good at schedules. And you have the notion that you're bad at habits because of childhood trauma. Yeah. And so you have to think of things as schedules rather than habits yeah. because you have to, or because you have to believe it to be something that you're capable of doing. Yeah. And also, I think something interesting about when you're talking about your plant watering habits is habits, well, I have a lot to say about the optimization of habits because Jesus Christ. <laughs> Go for it. I guess that's why we have a podcast. Info dope. <laughs> but like, um, how do I say this? Schedules, one of the things that, that like comes up for me when I think of schedules, like the concept of a schedule is optimization, time optimization. Yeah. Um, like if you can automate a task that lends for more time for other stuff it frees up time in the schedule to fill other stuff put a break in a nap who cares but it's more free time to play with yeah um whereas a habit doesn't imply that for me it just implies something that happens recursively mm-hmm. or as a schedule is like it implies optimization and i watched a video i'm, I'm gonna put up a couple things and hopefully connect them in the end That's okay. i watched a video this. a while ago um of this guy building a fence or no it was a deck in front of his in front of his house um, and he was like this, you know, 65 year old John Deere kind of guy. <laughs> and he had like that. What, who's the guy from uh, uh, the Big Lebowski with the Sam something? He's got the mustache. Donnie? No, he's got the must, mustache at the end of uh, the Big Lebowski. He's got a divorce. Oh, the like, cowboy. The cowboy guy, Sam yeah. something. This is, I mean, in the movie, he's just called the he's cowboy. He's just called the cowboy. Well, that guy. He had, the guy, the guy in this video had a voice very similar to that. Okay. Guy. And basically, the, the thesis of the video was about thinking working smarter and not harder and this guy was like sure work smarter not harder but also work hard because a lot of times when we're trying to figure out the smartest way of doing something we could have finished it if we just ham-fisted the way our way through it and just white knuckled it yeah um and that's some a trap that i frequently fall into is when i start designing habits in my head like castles in the sky what are you you giggling about i've watched you do this so many goddamn times it's hilarious oh yeah it's it's it's, i like i've watched you do this all the time i got in trouble for it all the time in the kitchen where it's like eric i admit that you have made solid headway on like the most efficient way to wash arugula but we need that fucking arugula wash like just fucking do it you know um but when i start abstracting habits and i start building castles in the sky of like the ideal habits or routines or schedules um I start to do that. I start to put the cart before the horse and I start trying to figure out the perfect way of doing it before I start developing that habit um, where I should just start with where am I now? What am I already doing and how can I move that 
in a way, or even not, not that. Well, see, already I'm compulsively trying to design it more. Yeah. Where I think doing a shitty version of it, just like, I don't know, like putting a hamper. Sure, it would be nice if the hamper was in like a secluded place where it didn't take up space or look ugly. But like, let's start with getting clothes in the hamper and then maybe moving it, you know, eventually to a different location. Um, so the way, I think when we get caught up, I think it's important to, to have habits intentionally. But I think the ADHD prospecting brain, which is constantly trying to make things the most efficient and prospect a million different possible ways of doing something and testing them all to try to figure out which one's the best one, um, all of that can get in the way of the result, which is just trying to get the thing done. And so, like, your plants were already watered. They were all watered healthily and they look great. But because, perhaps because you think of things, it is a schedule, whereas like a habit just sort of is. Yeah. Because you're thinking of it as a schedule, you're trying to optimize it. So you're like, all right, how do I automate this task such yeah. to free up time in my day? So it's not that you were trying to fix the plant being watered problem because there wasn't one. You were trying to fix this tertiary problem of trying to free up time and just get yeah. presumably. I mean, this is all, I don't yeah. it, you no, know, I talk mean, about the inner machinations of your head. No, you're exactly right. But that brings up a really interesting secondary question which is bad habits mm. and how do you break bad habits because that's way harder yes it that's, is way harder that's much much harder yes it is much much harder and so that's that's like that's that's a tough thing for me because like i'm very and i know this about myself but i'm very guilty of like i do it i did it this way one time therefore that is the way that it shall be for forever mm. and so like i mean fresh off the heels of working with the professional organizer like my house is already going back to what it looked like before and uh, eh, eh, okay, no okay. you keep saying no okay. but i'm seeing it i'm seeing it I like, know I, seeing like and it, i realize that there's a difference between like the organizers have just left and it's like this pristine like magazine house and the practicalities of like actually living in a house and you know it's gonna look different and more lived in uh-huh but, I'm so tempted to press you on this, but it has nothing to do with the topic of the episode. But, but okay, but okay. But like, it's really frustrating for me because I'm like, oh, well, that's a bad habit that I have. I have a bad habit of like, I don't know what to do with this thing. So I'm just going to put it in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then the corner becomes the doom pile of boxes that sits there for six months. Like, I see that all the time. If you want to get real fucking dark and bring the room down, like, I see that same thing with my eating disorder. Like, I've been dealing with content warning for the next 10 minutes. Like, I've been dealing with bulimia since I was 16, and it's not necessarily because, like, but, I, but I've but i stopped, like, I've stopped. I've stopped a lot of times. I've been in recovery, whatever you want to call that, a lot of times because I just decided. I just was like, I'm bored of this. Like, I'm, I, I want to do something healthier. And so then I stopped, but then I slip up and old habits come back, and then I start treating my body in a very unhealthy way. And it that is like that's like the harder habit to break. You know what I mean? Is the is is it's not necessarily the like the bad habits. It's the how do I put this? Like the behavior surrounding the bad habits that is what sets me up for failure. Huh? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So is that roughly like the the, the ultimately the bad habit is falling back into bad habits? Yeah. Is that kind of? Kind of. Well, it's like, I guess, like, I mean, it's really interesting because I'm really trying really hard not to be like having my house not clean is the same thing as having an eating disorder because it's not. 
It's not. It's two very different challenges and two very different experiences. But for me, they are one and the same. It feels exactly the same. Hmm. The pile of boxes in my house feels exactly the same as like when I start like binging and purging again. Wow. I mean, I can imagine that could be very triggering. Yes. If you see a bad habit start to form elsewhere, all the other bad habits start to like peek from behind the corner and go, maybe me next, perhaps. (laughs) I mean, no. Not like that. I mean, it's just it's just like the feeling of like, oh, of course, of course, uh, there's a box. Of course, there's a cake, you know, like uh, whatever, whatever it is. Well, I mean, for, for my one of my part of my difficulties with with habits in general is comfort. Yeah. Um, is that a large part of my my brain, um, largely due to my depression, I think, seeks comfort. Yeah. And bad habits are at least familiar. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. They're at least familiar. Whereas like when I walk into my kitchen in my uh my apartment and it's clean you know you do that thing where you come over and you just start cleaning and i'm like katie you don't have to like shut the fuck up i'm cleaning your kitchen i know how much this means to you and i'm like all right fine but when i come into the kitchen the next day and it's clean it's fucking great but it's uncomfortable it's new oh shit and then i start anticipating like oh like how long is it going to be before it looks like shit again i start anticipating and i start seeing it on the horizon and much like you know ripping off a band-aid i just want it to fucking happen already and so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. where I just, I want my kitchen to be dirty because I know it's going to fucking happen and I know I'm going to have to get mad at myself for it. So let's just get the fuck over with, which I think is perhaps what's happening with you and your organized, organized house. Your house is easily 85 to 90% as organized as it was when they finished and it was spotless. There's some stuff, some places because you use stuff and they end up places, but ultimately your house is still ferociously well-organized. It has some, again, it has some stuff places. Yeah. But I think perhaps, perhaps, Katie, and I'm going to psychoanalyze you on the podcast. That's okay. But apparently I do. Um, but here we are. I think perhaps you are anticipating it going back to shit. And sorry, but, you know, That's going right. back to the way that you don't like. Right. And having to go through all those emotions and being mad at yourself. And so you're like, let's just fucking get it over with. Because the anticipation is dragging it out. So well, you have incentive to convince though. yourself that your house is dirty again because you, in some ways you think of it as being inevitable and anticipation is just as painful as it actually happening. So I mean, yeah, except that it's not anticipation. Like it's like it literally immediately started happening. Like that's well, of course it did. Yeah. Cause we love that all or nothing thinking, but like the, the like the big thing for me is like, it's laundry. It's like the mm. laundry room was clean for like half a day when the organizer was I here. can't I can't wait till you do, go to a convention without me or something and I just get to come and do all your laundry. <laughs> I mean the problem the laundry is done. The laundry is done. It's just in piles. Oh because dude. We could have a nice little party in your closet. I would literally rather die. Uh <laughs> no, we'll make it fun. We'll make it fun. We'll put on Billy Holiday. But that's something. the problem is like there are like certain tasks that it's like I really struggle with. And like putting the laundry away is one of them for like whatever reason. It's like, and so I got in the habit of like, I, well, I adjusted my habits in order to circumvent that. And so like, I use bins, like Mm -hmm. I put all my shit in bins, but the problem is that Chris doesn't like his stuff in bins. And so like, if I'm doing Chris's laundry, it's like shitty for me to be like, well, I'm going to make you use my system because your system doesn't work for me. And so I tried to be like charitable to that and like hang up his clothes and like that kind of thing. Which I don't mind. I really don't mind hanging up his clothes. But then it's like, well, if I'm hanging up his clothes, I might as well hang up my clothes. And then it just becomes this like monumental task of like, well, well see, there you go. You're abstracting it and turning it into, which I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I know I'm getting I mean, a little preachy here. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean it's to. It's fine. You're okay. 
But the, the, see, there's the like, what is the best? While I'm doing this, I might as well just hang up all of my clothes. Yeah, but it's like I would literally rather just fucking keep all of my clothes on a, in a pile because the pile is going to be a pile, and then it will be a dirty pile. For, it'll be a clean pile, and then I'll move the clothes slightly to the right, and then it will be a dirty pile, and then that's fine, and that is cool except that that doesn't work for members of the household so i have to find something different well i was gonna say because you just said you'd rather you said you'd rather just have them in the bins and the piles right yeah so what's the problem the problem is is that it doesn't work in like spatially it doesn't work in my closet and it bothers chris oh having your clothes in bins yeah well, because just like the household clothes, because it's like, again, it's right, like if just... I'm hanging up his clothes, then I might as well just hang up my yeah, clothes. You're not going to separate clothes between people. That's a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just wash everything in a big pile. Hmm. So. Well, so when I think about when I think about a good habit, I don't want to say forming good habits. Just when I think about a good habit. Right. Um, Coming from a bad habit, like a bad habit. And then some time passes. And now it's a good habit. Right. I always the, the question for me is always if you have the bad habit. I, th- I think it's harder to take the bad habit, reduce it to nothing, completely obliterate <laughs> it, and then out of that nothing, build up a good yeah. habit. Perhaps that works for a lot of people. Like, that's that's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but for me, I've always found more success in rather than reducing the bad habit to nothing and then out of nothing building a good habit, right. I start ship of theseusing the bad habit then <laughs> i start just like replacing right. parts and doing it until it's something that looks like a good habit whereas like when the organizers came in and organized your house that was very much so that first scenario yeah where they just all of it down to zero all of it uh, and then build up an entirely new system that now has to be conformed yeah. to or dealt with in, in yeah. some way so i'm wondering like in, in the laundry example like what's ra- instead of destroying that current system entirely to zero right. and building up a better one what's what what version of that or i guess what steps could you take to turn the habit that you already have into something that might be more conducive to the Hiring flow of the, the laundry service well you could do that i mean <laughs> you know you get, get, get missy over um, here i mean but it's like some of it is i mean you're right like you're right a lot of it has to do with like i think like the perspective but some of it too is just like there are things that I'm good at and there are things that I'm not so good at. And there are also, I think, habits that like we actively choose. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to go running or I'm going to, you know, not bite my nails or whatever. And then there's ones that I think we just fall into. And mm-hmm. I think very admittedly, one of my bad habits is that like laundry is hard so I don't do it. And that's just a habit that I've gotten into is like I wash the clothes. And then dry the clothes. And then rather than like take the clothes out and fold them, I just throw them in a pile in the laundry yeah. room because it's just fat. It's faster. It's like I get the shit out of the dryer. I do the next load, like whatever. And that's fine. But it's just it's really frustrating because it's like I would love I would love the executive function of just like, oh, laundry time, time to hang up the things. But it's it is so paralyzing. And it's like it's one of those tasks where it's just one of those things. But like even saying it out loud it sounds so like silly you know it's like oh i can't hang on my laundry because it's hard but it it is it's like it is a nigh on impossible task and like my organizer even like when she was leaving she like very it was i still want to have her on the podcast we're going to talk about this a little bit but she very delicately like very politely was like i think that once i'm done um you know, you might want to look into like a cleaning service who could come, you know, like 
big, you know, even every other week and just, you know, maintain for you. And she said it was so sweet. But I was like, but I went, yeah, because I can't do it. Like, and it was like, and it was very well intentioned and it was very like thought. She's very thoughtful, very kind, very polite. I didn't have any issue with it because she is correct. But it's just like, I, I, there's I, something about it. And so it's just like, it's, I don't, what are we talking about? <laughs> Habits. Well, I'm, I'm the same way with dishes, as I know we yeah. brought up before. Like a couple dishes in my sink freaks me all the way the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. But I think a lot of it is association, is building upon itself. Is yeah. I've, I've been convinced for so long that the dishes are terrifying that they've become terrifying. Yeah. Um, Cause it's never bad. It's never as bad. Like even on the days where I'm like, okay, I really have to get, you know, this Chris is like nice dress shirts or whatever. Like mm. I have to get these hung up. It's like, it takes me seven minutes. Like it's never a thing, but it becomes this like horrifically impossible task. And it's, it's really hard not to get down on yourself. Yeah. Well, I think in that, in that initial phase of forming a habit, I think there's some saying, um, or like it takes 30 days of doing something before it becomes a habit. Um, I think during that initial phase of forming the habit, when you have to do it manually and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, God, I got to do that thing. Um, I think for me, at least, one of the ways that a habit solidifies through that process is every time I do the thing, every iteration of doing the dishes, really, I remind myself that it's not that bad because when we don't do it for a while, we get to think of it however we want. We get to build it into this fucking massive, horrifying task when in actuality, you know, it sucks. But it probably doesn't suck as much as you've built it up to suck. And <laughs> yeah. every time we do it, we remind ourselves, oh, that's right. It's actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, and we desensitize ourselves to it. Um, the guy um, who's the the astronaut who's awesome, uh, Chris Hatfield, um, he gave a TED Talk. Um, and uh, he was talking about being an astronaut. You go through things that are like scarier than any human was ever meant to. Like the level of terrifying like some situations are. It's just, it's unnaturally terrifying. And he says, but none of us are scared. Like I was, I was never scared in the scariest life threatening situations I've ever been in in space. And he has some crazy stories. Um, he's like, I was never scared. It's because I did things that scary if to train for this, you know? Yeah. And so his analogy was, if you want to go walk in the park and have a nice walk in the park, but you're fucking terrified of walking through a spider web. Like, so you can, therefore you can't because the whole time you're just so afraid you're going to walk through a spider web. He said, a good way to deal with that would be to just, find spider webs and deliberately walk through them <laughs> just all the time like every single chance you get just do it all the time and eventually you won't give a shit anymore like it'll still be as awful as it is but eventually you'll just be so desensitized to it similarly like during the periods of my life when i've been good at keeping up with dishes it's be that first part was fucking awful but every time i did the dishes i remembered it doesn't suck as much as i think it does yeah and after I after the suck start, I started getting desensitized to the suck parts of it. The only thing that remains is the satisfaction of having done it. Yeah. And so then doing the dishes, I did not associate with the shittiness of doing the dishes. I would associate it with the satisfaction I would feel after doing the dishes. And I think getting familiar with that satisfaction is something that we can only do by repeatedly doing something over and over manually for a while. And then our brain will eventually just start to think like, mm, I'm looking forward to a clean kitchen rather than holy fuck. My hands are soggy and stuff. <laughs> Don't ever say my hands are soggy my hands ever are again. Soggy. That's the worst <laughs> sentence I've ever heard a human say. But a big thing, I mean, my whole, by my like thesis on, not my thesis, but like my overarching point about habits, or I guess I suppose are twofold. Or one is you have to do it manually at first and it sucks. This is what it is. Um, and two, 
it is, I would say most of the time, it's beneficial to tweak the habits you already have rather than starting a new one. Because the hard part is getting your brain to do it automatically. That's what you have to do manually at first until it eventually becomes automatic. But we already do a fuck ton of things automatically every day. And by tweaking those, we can, I don't know, start to hate ourselves less <laughs> for, for not having the habits that we'd like. Tweak your habits. Don't, don't, don't destroy them unless you need to. Um, which also brings me up, uh, brings up a couple, we wouldn't bring up, we talked a lot about forming good habits, but not so much about bad habits, which I suppose we could do for another episode. Um, but replacing bad habits is a whole different story. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. Do you find, for me, what has always worked is replacement. So rather than just stopping the behavior, replacing the behavior. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, when I quit nicotine, um, toothpicks, fucking amazing. Like I just quit. Cause that, that moment of like, I need some to reach for something to satisfy my craving or whatever. Yeah. Like just replace it with something else rather than destroying it. Yeah. Do you find that that helps you? Yes. But I think it depends on the scenario, hmm. but it's really funny because, um, the first time that I went to therapy for, uh, dealing with my eating disorder, that was like precisely the, um, the advice that my therapist gave me. She was like, well, you know have you thought about like binging on something healthier and i was like ma'am <laughs> like i got it i got what she was saying from like the standpoint of like you know maybe like watermelon is a better choice than like an entire cake but i was still like ma'am like that's not how this works and so i feel like i don't know it's it's my experience with like breaking bad habits is like very much rooted in like disordered eating and like that kind of stuff like and so it's like harder to navigate through because a lot of it has to do with like Oh, I have like ir like irrevocably fucked up my body's relationship with food. So like you can't just like fix that, you know? Mm. I don't know. I, was, I don't know where I was going with that. No, I mean it's I was fair. just telling the watermelon story. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. She's so specific about watermelon, like all the time. She was always just like, eat more watermelon. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you do like watermelon. Though. I do really like watermelon. It's a fucking great thing. It's great. I will eat an entire watermelon in one sitting. Well, I think it's like, something... not useful. I was like, I already do that. <laughs> and it's amazing. With it's a so you great. cut in half with a spoon. Yeah, dude. Um, there's also this is probably not something to bring up at the end of a podcast, but I think there's also something worth noting, the distinction between a habit and an addiction. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Which, which you know, they're useful to, th to to talk about and think about um, uh, in tandem with each other. But they are different in a lot of ways, different things. Um, yeah. We haven't done an addiction episode for reasons. Um, but uh, addiction is largely um, there's a part of your brain that wants stuff and likes stuff. Your prefrontal cortex, that's the part of you that like, I want to watch a movie right now. I want to like, whatever, something or other. Um, and then there's your midbrain, your, your your reptilian old fucking brain. And that part of your brain needs stuff. It needs shelter. It needs food. It needs water. That feeling when you need something or else you're going to die, that's your midbrain. Um, an addict's brain, the disease of addiction, is uh, an addict's brain will move stuff from the want category to the need category very readily. And so when like you know, an alcoholic is craving a drink, their brain is their brain is firing all the signals saying you're gonna fucking die unless you get this thing just like it does if you're hungry or if you're thirsty or if you are freezing cold and lack shelter like our brains think we're gonna die if we don't get that behavior um and that goes for behavioral addictions as well um so there is a distinction to be made between habits and addictions um but there are a lot of habits surrounding addictions that breaking helps <laughs> yeah or get rid of those addictions like um for example, like uh, uh, a friend of mine named Rod, who's wonderful, 
Um, he's been sober twenty something years. I don't know. Um, but you'll you'll see, you see you see a lot of um, alcoholics in recovery do this, but they'll just drink a lot of a different beverage, Lacroix or something like that. Yeah. Because although the addiction part is different than the habit parts, the habit parts are still there, and the habit of at the end of the day sitting down and going to watch a thing like that that's just a habit your brain isn't addicted to doing that specifically yeah but you do have a habit of of that of, of experiencing those that sensory stuff and so replacing whatever with lacroix or whatever like that's not going to cure your addiction but it, it does help remedy some of those uh habits or help uh uh, deal with those habits that surround those sorts of things so anyways my point is it's worth distinct making a distinction between addiction and habits but addiction is intrinsically related to habitual behavior yep that was a lot uh, i don't know that was very sciencey i was proud of you it was, well it, it was the science of addiction is fascinating because i mean i was very much so against the idea of addiction being a disease um really oh yeah yeah somebody's calling me was that your grandma that was not my grandma okay. was not. um uh, yeah, I was. I don't know why. Um, cause I have a lot of alcoholics in my family and I guess just thinking of it as like not being their fault was angering. Cause it's like, well, fuck them. Like they did all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but the way I see it is this is totally off topic, but I guess we do have to wrap up soon. So why not wrap up off topic? That's fine. Um, but, uh, um, being an addict isn't a person's fault. Um, in the same way that you can like get cancer and it's not your fault. Um, but the treatment for being an addict is abstinence from the addictive substance or behavior. And refusing that treatment is a person's fault, S just in the same way that if you can get treatment for you have cancer, that's not your fault. You know, the cancer wasn't your fault. But if you refuse treatment, that is your fault, presuming you have uh, access to treatment and all that. So similarly, being an alcoholic isn't a person's fault. But the treatment for being an alcoholic is uh, uh, cessation in most cases. I mean, some people have their whatever the fucks. Um, but that is a person's fault. Anyways, I was totally off topic, but we're we're talking about habits, so. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think, how much time do we have left? Uh, between five and nine minutes. I think fault is a really, you have to very carefully use the word fault. I, well, I think I'm using it carefully, but what, what, what do you mean? Well, because like, I feel like it's not your fault if you get cancer, right? It's not your fault if you wind up addicted to something, but it is also a person's right to choose not to get treatment for their cancer Fair. if it's going to be more painful or just like prolong their suffering. And Fair. so like that's a choice that I think like a people often make that's fair I, I suppose it's not a perfect analogy yeah but i'm well yeah i mean i think like it's not a perfect analogy but i think like where i'm going with it is like the choice i don't know what i'm trying to say well i also when i the word fault implies morality yeah like I you're think doing that's something what I'm wrong it's like it's like it's like i think it's like a morally neutral choice yeah and but I that don't choice mean to has say that it is. profound repercussions whether or not like you choose to accept treatment. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? It, like it, that's, that's, I think what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I just would say that, um, it's very difficult. It's borderline impossible to be an alcoholic and not hurt other people because of it. And so it's not just about you in the same way that like, if you have cancer and whatever, I mean, I, I, this is like the analogy starts to break down at some point, but a person having cancer, affects other people too 
I mean, ultimately, people have personal sovereignty and you're not morally obligated to do to accept cancer treatment or quit drinking if you're an alcoholic. Um, but it is an intentional decision at your, yeah. at your point. So when I say fault, I don't necessarily mean to imply the morality behind that word. I just mean to say it is an intentional decision that a person is capable of making, sure. if a very difficult one. Anyways, that's not where I expected this episode to go. <laughs> but here we are at, here we are. at the 55 minute mark. Um, well, everybody, I believe that's 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 it for whatever the fuck this episode was. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I guess uh, stay tuned for the Patreon song. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. question for you what's that what you got did you enjoy this episode of the podcast even though it ended kind of weird i i did I'm yeah glad. well it's your podcast was that a question was, for the listener i was asking our dear listeners. oh hey dear listener did you finish your drive home or did, did you, you finish the dishes? dishes did you do your laundry while i complained about doing mine that's a probably a good way it makes it'll make you feel better about your own laundry because yeah, you're like it's i'm right. not the only you're, one you get a smug sense of superiority while doing your laundry well, it doesn't have to be smug but you know Sense of superiority, nonetheless. It's just, just fine. You know what? Hey, you are superior. Screw you it. You are. And you know what? You're better than us. You are and better. You want to be us, better yeah. than other people? Then join our Patreon. Nice. <laughs> hey, uh, but for real, uh, we have a Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/InfiniteQuest, um, and our podcast is supported by uh, listeners like you. Um, and so, if you're interested in uh, supporting our mission of advocacy and education for neurodivergency. Uh, your support is what allows us to make this podcast, what allows us to uh, go around and educate about neurodiversity and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, and this week, we have one new member of our Patreon we family do. who we have to shout out in particular because they were the only person who joined the Patreon this week. So therefore, the whole Patreon song is going to be about them. Would you like to start us off here? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Ready? <gasps> Jungle, no, forest, damn it, forest, thank you so much for joining our Patreon, you're thank really you, cool. forest, we appreciate, please don't leave us out. Was that a leaf joke? It was a leaf joke. Oh yeah, I know it's really tough to be a patron sometimes, I think tough is a forest word, it's that stuff on the ground, oh wait, that's tough. I've had enough. <laughs> no man of woman born shall harm Macbeth till Burnham Wood comes to Dunsinane. That was a once moving joke. So I can feel your eyes rolling from here. I'm trying my best because we only have one person to thank. So let's branch off in a different direction and put our roots somewhere else. Xylem and phloem, hardwood, softwood, other forest terms. Thank you, forest, for being a Patreon this week. You're special. So special. Well, reasonably special. The most special. Uh, yeah, Barely sure. The best. We have no competition this week, so don't get full of yourself. You know, Eric, sometimes I think that your bark is worse than your bite. Fuck you.
<laughs> uh, hey everybody uh, thanks so much for listening to Infinite Quest this week Eric can go fuck himself but thank everybody else except for Eric uh, remember to, to take your meds remember to eat fuck you remember to eat snack remember to drink some water remember to be kind to yourself especially your friend Katie and be kind to others and remember that we love you except if you're Eric and then I hate you forever goodbye this is the last episode of the podcast, isn't it? This yeah, is it's gonna be the, the last one. The end of the podcast. I'm fine. I call signing. You get to be Garfunkel. Oh, that's right. Because then I can get to be in Garfunkel. Aha, Kate and Katie.